There's another long snog proposition. No, tradition. I said it. No one heard me. Adam said it. Not the <laughs> you said long snob pod. Yeah. I don't know, long but it wasn't long snob pod. I know that much. <laughs> oh, oh, this. Amazing. Welcome back. We still exist. We are the Long Snapper Podcast. Um, after the usual hiatus in the off-season, we are here to give you the season preview that you have been waiting for. We're going to preview every single team in the NFL in this episode because we're not doing more than one of these. Um, <laughs> leave that to other better pods. Um, I'm Adam. Um, Craig is with me. How are you doing, Craig? What is up? Good to see you, boys. Oh, it really is. Pat is here. Hi, Pat. How are you doing? Hi, Adam. I'm very well. I saw four Hummingbird Hawkmoths yesterday. I am buzzing. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an intro that someone's prepared. Rich, how are you doing? Good. No intro prepared. Moving on. Excellent. And last and least, Mark Salen, how are you doing? Hello, you. <laughs> there he is. It is Buffalo Bill's cap. Which works really well on an audio podcast just describing someone's appearance. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. It's literally the only way that they'll know. That is true. Um, I mean, I could... No, I'm not going to do... I'm not going to make any more effort than that. Shall we get into it? In fact, let's let's preview what we've got to come while my washing machine um, in <laughs> earshot... Off. I hope that's not coming through. <laughs> it definitely is. <laughs> I like the professional fact that... we are. I like the fact that you've also left the listeners hanging thinking that Mark is just wearing a Bill's cap and that's it. <laughs> that's the case. I mean, I can't see below his nipples <laughs> as to what else he might be wearing. So you just leave that to your imagination. Hey, yeah. <laughs> and we have a cameo. <laughs> Love that. Get involved, Henry. <laughs> I mean, he's he's get he's getting food. He's getting something to eat, I imagine. Yeah, that was accurate. There we go. <laughs> running, running back in, running not back doing into back the washing to... machine. Then fair enough. No, he's not turning washing machine. Although I think the spin is slowing down, so um, <laughs> you know, the sound quality might improve. <laughs> that's I wasn't what you expecting come, that's what you our most in-depth analysis to be Adam's washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, spin, what spin cycle have you gone for, Adam? <laughs> Oh, I've it's done great. it. No, I've done it, have I? <laughs> yeah, you haven't done it. Uh, I think we've can lost Can you Craig. work a washing machine, Adam? Yes, I can. Okay, fine. Okay. I, I can too. Okay. <laughs> I can't get, you can't get your own drinks, but you can work a washing machine. <laughs> well done. Fuck it out. Shall we start with a quiz? Let's yeah. Let's do what we always do, and then... You know, the, the flow might come back. Who knows? Um, we are going to play a game. And I don't know if you're familiar with Fibbage. Um, oh, well, you guys all are. I do know that. I've talked to the listeners here um, who may or may not outnumber us. Um, if you know what Fibbage is, um, you get a question. There is an answer. Uh, but the other players in the game can throw you off um, as they have all given other answers um, to each question. If you get the question right, you'll get two points. But if you get the question wrong, whichever player's wrong answer you guess, that player gets a point instead. 
Um, they play a game a little bit like this on House of Games sometimes, um, which has a different name. Um, but if you've ever played Fibbage, it's a bit, it's a bit like that. Um, we're going to have eight questions. You'll get two each. And each question will have four possible answers, one correct one, and three from the other players that I have submitted to me previously. That was quite cumbersome to explain, um, but if we get into it, it might make sense, or it may be an absolute car crash. Let's see. Um, every question is going to be something that's been posted on Twitter during the off-season, and the question is simply which player posted that tweet. Um, Craig, you get to kick us off um, for no particular reason. Actually, oh, I know why, because you know full well I have no idea what the rules are, but that's cool. <laughs> but that's cool. We've talked about this in the past, Adam. I know what you're trying to do, bro. I'll tell you exactly why. Alphabetical order. That's that's what we're going in. Um, uh, yeah, okay. Well, my name's not going to change, is it? We, we've known <laughs> of Craig forever. <laughs> it might do. You might might become Craig Ochocinco at some point. <laughs> that was still Craig. <laughs> yeah, all, all right, all right. Yeah, it needs to be Ocho Cinco Edmonds, which has a nice <laughs> ring to it. It yeah. does. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm not saying it can't happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it absolutely can. I feel we're getting sidetracked, as usual. Right, your tweet, Craig, and you'll get four possible answers. Um, here we go. When you get what you want, that's God's direction. When you don't get what you want, that's God's protection. So who said that? Was it A, Tyler Murray, B, Jameis Winston, C, Odell Beckham Jr., or D, AJ Brown? So, yeah, well, one will be the correct answer and the other three will be your colleagues. Let's go with. What were the second and third ones again? <laughs> <laughs> Kyla Murray, James Winston, Odell Beckham, AJ Brown. Uh, let's go, Jameis. Jameis is incorrect, um, and Rich gets a point for. James Winston. I hope I've got that right because this was a lot of admin, let me tell you. <laughs> Alright, next up, Mark. And your tweet is simply, I'm a massive Paddy the Baddy fan. Your four options are George Kittle, Ryan Tannehill, Miles Garrett, and Taylor Luan. Uh, let's go with Kittle. Kittle is incorrect again. Hey, what a pat. That uh, is pat. <laughs> the celebration is helping pick it out. I mean, again, actually, audio... I'm not taking my first answer of George Little and actually correcting for me. I figured that. I figured that's who you meant. I, I, I made the leap there. All right, Pat, your question next. Who, who was it? Oh, uh, I didn't tell you the first one either, did I? No, you didn't. No. <laughs> Great job. Great job. Yeah, yeah. The first one, when you get what you want, that's God's direction. When you don't get what you want, that's God's protection. That was Odell Beckham. Uh, and I'm a massive Paddy the Baddy fan was Taylor Luan. Next up, it's Pat. And your tweet is, I'm around if anyone needs me for their 4th of July barbecue. Fire it up at 
FTX official, which I think is some you know, non-fungible token or crypto something or other, that kind of nonsense. Um, your four options are Jalen Ramsey, Brett Kern, Tom Brady, and Antonio Brown, which is definitely an eclectic mix. I mean, my first thought was JPP, but apparently not. I mean, you can go with that if you like. I don't think it's. I mean, that's that's a bold option, but it's not what I'll go for. It sounds the sort of corporate bollocks that Tom Brady would come out with. So let's go with that. And you are correct. You get yourself a decent lead. Nicely done. All right, Rich, your question. Man, it's a, with a lot of A's. Man, it's about. Oh, come on, read properly. Man, it's already about to get cold. And your fourth of them are AJ Dillon, AJ Brown, Devontae Parker, and Von Miller. Miller makes a lot of sense, but it's the kind of answer that Mark would throw in there. Ah, screw it. Let's give Mark a point. Von Miller. <laughs> Mark gets a point. <laughs> oh, hey! <laughs> Why do that? That, that is... Because, that is, because that I, I thought it was too obvious to be Mark for a second. You, you, it's never I too gotta obvious be cocky, Got to be too cocky about it. I think you quadruple bluffed yourself, if that's yeah, possible. I think so. Yeah, um, It was actually AJ Brown, um, whose tweet makes about as much sense as usual. All right, back to you, Craig, for your final question. All right, this is a new one for me. I've got baby rattlesnake in my bathroom. What do I do? And your four options are J.J. Watt, T.J. Watt, Russell Cage, or Devontae Adams. He is thinking. I'd love if Derek uh, Watt would be there as well. Uh, uh, Gage? <laughs> You're going with Russell Gage. Uh, that gets Pat a point, putting him further Woo! into the lead. Uh, it, was actually t- it was actually J.J. Watt. Okay, Pat's on four. Mark and Rich have a point each. Craig yet to score. Mark's question next. New team, new faces, same mission. Win and inspire. Hashtag gratitude. Um, is that Russell Wilson, Julio Jones, Devonte Adams, or Marquise Brown? Um. I've missed that noise, the that sort of exhale. Say, say the noise. Give me the options again. Yeah, that'll, that'll buy a few more seconds. <laughs> Russ, Russell Wilson, Julio Jones, Devonte Adams, Hollywood Brown. Julio Jones. Julio Jones is incorrect, and that gets Craig on the board. Well done, Craig. Uh, that was actually Russell Wilson. Oh, I was going to say him. It felt too twee for him. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's too twee for him. <laughs> Broncos country, let's ride. <laughs> exactly. Everybody likes Brett. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pat. Um, early 2000s action movies are 40... Sorry, early 2000s action movies with 40% or less on Rotten Tomatoes are typically classic films. Who said that? Was it Cole Beasley, Carl Juszczyk, Drew Locke, or Christian McCaffrey? Let's go horsecock Locke. <laughs> that gets Mark a little point. 
I'm afraid it was not. it was CMC who said that. Um, the final question goes to Rich. 90% of the time I get my cars washed, it rains either that night or the next day. Um, very philosophical stuff. Um, but was it Hyongwe Koo, Cooper Cup, Ezekiel Elliott or Russell Wilson? Oh, I'm going to go with Zeke. You are correct. Man like Zeke. The, uh, only the second correct answer of the quiz. Um, which is statistically the, the amount you'd expect if you were guessing completely random. So well played. Um, that takes you up to three points. Mark had two. Craig had one. But the winner of this quiz is Pat with four points. Well done, Pat. Have some music. Thank you, Adam. I'm much better at quizzes where you don't need to know anything. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the first time that we've all celebrated in uh, like response to somebody winning. That's because Pat's not a prick. <laughs> it's, it's just because it's Pat. Yeah. Uh, anyone else, you'd have a very different response. Well, you're suggesting that's the first time Pat's won a quiz, and I don't think that's the case. Yeah, that's, no, that's, really, that's really out of order, man. Yeah, what a knob. <laughs> case in point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pat, you prick. <laughs> No, I can't do. I can't go with that. That doesn't feel right <laughs> at all. Not. Does not feel right. Um, do you know what we haven't done for ages? Just reminded me. Let's slip it in now. Completely off the cuff. Um, how about a bit of things Pat hates? Ugh, horrible. Oh, don't say that about the Jags. No. Things Pat hates. Dickhead auto drafters. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I don't think I've ever done a draft without at least one of them somewhere. It doesn't matter how far in advance you set a date, um, there'll be somebody. It's usually the person that's insisted that it has to be that day. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, right, shall we Shall we preview some stuff? Um, we've got a full season ahead of us, which is only three and a bit weeks away. Ignore the nonsense joint practices that they're all doing at the moment that they mean absolutely nothing and they're unwatchable I, wa- I watched the titans at the ravens and it's i just i don't know why um but it just reminded me why i haven't watched a preseason game in years <laughs> just ev- every every single reason just right in front of my very eyes um but you know they're going on we'll ignore that um we will preview some afc teams to start with, shall we? Um, in a one-sentence format, how about that? And we'll kick off with the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo retained all their key pieces and should be capable of another deep playoff run. Miami Dolphins. Controversial off-season firing, a blockbuster trade and a quarterback who seems to still have everything to prove makes for a season that could be brilliantly explosive or a dumpster fire. <laughs> the... Nothing like sitting on the fence. The New England Patriots, as much as I'd love them to go 2-15, and 15, a Belichick coach team won't do that. In fact, second year Matt Jones might be half decent. Whisper it quietly, though. The New York Jets. Getting better under Salah, but I'm not sure they're better enough for a postseason. The Baltimore Ravens. A team with many flaws, especially at wide receiver. But whilst they still have Lamar and John Harbour in place, I'm still picking them to make the playoffs. Cincinnati Bengals. 
runners-up last season, can they go one better? The only place they've got worse is tight end, so it's distinctly possible. And the Cleveland Browns. Your 2022-23 Cleveland Browns. The same Browns you've always known. <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, so Mike Tomlin has had Big Ben to rely on the entire time he was there. But in truth, he's been ineffective for the last couple of years. So finally, a chance to move on. I suspect they'll move on from Mitchell Trubisky a lot more quickly. Houston, Houston, Houston Texans. Young team, new coach. Now's a great time to be a Houston fan. Big step forward from the Texans this year. Wow. Wow. Bold prediction there. Indianapolis Colts. Despite losing their much-heralded defensive coordinator, the Colts have upgraded from a broken-down cast of Wentz to a steady and reliable Matt Ryan at quarterback. This team should push the Titans all the way for the AFC South. Jacksonville Jaguars. It can't get worse than the Urban Meyer era for Pat's Jags and Pedersen brings some ray of hope. They should at least be able to dunk on the Texans. Tennessee Titans. The Titans are an interesting proposition this year. Seemingly a well-run team who are benefiting from some, some consistency and early signs are they may have hit on their QB for the future. Things look positive for Tennessee, but you have to say they need a playoff run to make this year successful. Definitely. And the Denver Broncos. One of the most fascinating teams in football this season after they brought in Russell Wilson as well as adding, Ran adding Randy Gregory to form one of the best pass rush departments in the whole of the NFL. If only they weren't in the best division in football. The Kansas City Chiefs. They've lost a key offensive piece whilst their divisional rivals all upgraded everywhere. Could be a tough season for the Chiefs and yet you still somehow fancy them to be okay. The Las Vegas Raiders. I feel optimistic for the Raiders this year, but as Mark just alluded to, how far can they go in the AFC West and how far can they go with Derek Carr? And finally, the Los Angeles Chargers. This season, the high-powered San Diego offense has some defensive steel backing it up with some big-name arrivals and the Chargers should finally make the playoffs. There we go, some one-sentence AFC previews. We're going to do the NFC as well, but later in the show. How's that for a teaser? <laughs> Craig, Craig, did you suggest the Texans are going to be good? Because I had them down as being still one of the worst teams. I'm not saying that they're going to be good. I just think that it is a good time to be a Texans fan. I think under Bill O'Brien, that was a sinking ship. Like, there's no hope. But I do feel just a step forward. I'm not saying they're going to... I love Lovey Smith. And I think that things are better. They moved on, Watson, as much as they gave for it. They made a decisive decision. I think they're a better position now than they were last year. But, I mean, that's a nice segue in what we are actually going to talk about. Rather, <laughs> This is where we go and do a deep dive into the Houston Texans. But the Deshaun Watson thing um, brings us to something very relevant. Now, yeah, as you say, they've got, they've got that off their books at a cost, at a significant cost to them. Um, and, you know, you... I, you know, I'm never going to feel that sorry for anything to do with the Houston Texans, but um, it's not really their fault that they had that huge stone around their neck. Um, as as you say, they've been decisive. They've had to they've had to deal with it, and they've probably done the right thing in the long term. Um, he's the he's the Cleveland Browns problem now. 
Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Could you be more brownsy? Hey, you guys, with the biggest shit you're going to have to deal with in the history of your franchise, chuck it over here. Fucking <laughs> okay, idiots. And, and for everything they've given up to, to go get him. Um, it's it's the whole range of issues that this can bring up. Um, all sorts of morality issues. Um, does the NFL deal with these things in, in the right way? Um, you could argue that it's not necessarily in the NFL's remit as his off-field actions aren't directly related to what goes on on, on the field, you know, unlike Calvin Ridley. Um, but it's it's hard not to compare these kind of bands. And it, it's, it is laughable when you, when you do that. Um, but, you know, a court has decided that he's he's going to get a six-game suspension, which is then going to be appealed. Um, and we, we don't know at this stage where, where it's going to end up. There'll then be a subsequent appeal, no doubt. And it... It might get suspended for a bit. Um, we do know it'll be farcical, and we do know it probably won't be enough. Well, I have been seeing rumours today that the PFA, Watson's camp, and the NFL powers that be are apparently getting close to an agreement. So it may be that they actually come up with something like a 10 to 12 game ban. That means then it's not the full season. He's there if they can sort of stumble into the playoffs but it's more than the six games that is obviously just a i mean it's a joke right compared to basically every other major band that you see it's nothing yeah absolutely and I, <clears throat> just to clarify when i say give us your biggest shit i don't mean deshaun watson as a human being i mean the situation why would you take that on when it wasn't resolved it made no sense we have no idea how this plays out Yes, I've heard the same things that Rich is alluding to. The likelihood is he's going to lose another year. That's the likelihood. I cannot see a world in which with this swirling, and, you know, fair enough, there's there's been nothing done, right? He's not in prison. He's not... So, but I can't see it being six games. And why... I like Deshaun Watson. I'm a big fan. I think he's a fantastic football player. Why would you take that on? Given... Everything about you as a franchise. Why on God's earth do you take that on? Could they be because you're the Browns. Like, well, could they be doing it as almost like a lost leader? Because they, they, we know that there's something in the contract that says if he loses a certain percentage of the season, he doesn't get paid the same salary. So are they just almost taking it as a, we know it's, it's going to hurt us this year. They, they maybe even thought he was potentially going to lose a year because everyone pretty much did. Um, if he does only end up losing six games, they they think it's, I mean, they're loving life. But do they take the hit? They know that they're going to tank because they don't have a, because he's not there. Get a higher Again, draft pick. Yeah, well, get, get, another, get a higher draft pick. And then they go into the following season with whatever draft pick that is in place. Still all the pieces there and a Sean Watson and think that's when we go. I don't know. It seems, it seems it's a very long-term strategy, but do you... Do you miss like not have a great year and have Deshaun Watson in the long term or not have him and still be trying to find your quarterback? It's a bold strategy if you've already traded that draft pick. <laughs> well, yeah, this is this is it. Well, good um, point. This is the <laughs> this is where they find themselves. And like I I, I don't know, it, it's it's obviously a very long term strategy and it, it does show the value of that position. 
and having the guy you want at that position for your future. But it's so it's so much to give up time as well. Um, I don't know whatever happens this year, even if it is six games, if that season is so disrupted and the distractions like are unfathomable. Uh, I don't know how the coaching staff deals with that, prepares. I mean, it, I, <laughs> the ridiculous thing is he started their pre-season game. I don't want to go back to the talk about the pre-season, but yeah, like, what, what are you doing? What's what's the point of... You need like, to give Jacoby Brissett as many snaps as possible, yeah. right? Well, Absolutely. he's taking first-team reps in practice, so I don't actually hate that, especially if you know he's not he's going to be out for six games. I don't, I don't hate that at all. And I guess that actually probably speaks to more of the idea that what you're describing, Mark, is that they're, they've written off, if not the whole year, certainly half the year, right? Get him some football, see if he works with our offence and make him feel kind of part of the team, knowing Jacoby Set, Jacoby Reset, who's done this many times before, is a placeholder. He is the ideal, you know, placeholder. Yeah, but you, you One... surely you don't, you, you expect that that's what you're going to run with. So you prepare for... Yeah, if it's Brissett or whoever it is, you yeah, prepare to do as well as you can. Brissett, why are you going to play Brissett in the preseason full well knowing he's your starting quarterback and we haven't got any options after? It's not not so much a... Hey, Josh Rosen's there, man. I expect to see Brissett play, you know... A, well, actually, I think he's... Aren't they playing... Am I right thinking the Browns are playing... Are they playing Bills preseason? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I, I, something in my mind tells me they are, which I wouldn't play him against the Bills or any significant D line where he might get hurt. But your staff <clears> doesn't play in preseason most of the time, right? So I guess why? No, what else are they going to do? One or two. One or two reps. I I, I have no issue with Brissett not playing, uh, and I do think I, I if the Browns have got it long term, all good. If that's how they see the, Watson working, I just think it's so Brownsy. Like why? Why do it? It's got risk written all over it, and you've got a terrible track record. <laughs> I think so I'm um, I'm friends with a a Browns season ticket holder. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, and um, he's like he's of that persuasion that he he sees it as he would rather have, and and, and apparently the vast majority of Cleveland fans aren't bothered with the morality of having. Watson there at all Um, because they they consider I guess that there's other players that have done far worse than this and won Super Bowls so like you know let's take it with a pinch of salt that's what Cleveland fans are saying because they're Cleveland fans Um, but he he very much subscribes to the view that he would rather have Watson as their quarterback and lose a year than potentially be rolling with an unknown quantity in the draft or someone like a Jimmy G who you can pick up, who you know what that ceiling is, at least with Deshaun Watson and that roster, that's a Super Bowl contending team. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, they, they've, they've made their bed now. There's no point. They, I mean, they, they've got no position to, to do anything else um, yeah. other than, other than wait for this, this to blow over. And it, well, I guess hey, it, it will. will blow over. It to a absolutely certain will. I, I yep. wonder whether they're also playing on the basis of we'll take him on now when the Texans were sort of trying to wash their hands of him. If all of this, once all of this blows over, because it will, because it's the NFL, give it three years. I mean, Michael Vick had a dogfighting ring and he had a decent career after that. So, 
you know, well, Ray Lewis play, he's a, won a Mike, scoop Mike, Mike exactly. Yeah. That, that, that shit, and, and that shit allegedly gets... allegedly killed the dude. Yeah. <laughs> That shit gets swept I, under the carpet at a certain point. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so what I'm, what my angle on this from the Browns' perspective is, if we show that we really want him, we'll get a level of loyalty from him. We hope that means that he's our quarterback until he retires, because we've shown him that he really matters to our organization. I suspect that's the way they're going on because he's. If he's had, what, a year and a half, almost two years off over the last two years, you'd think his body's going to be recovered pretty well from any of the the knocks that he had early in his career. And actually, you get a guy who you might get some more longevity out of. You think he'd be all right, though, considering the amount of massages he gets, he'd probably be okay. (laughs) 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 Pat, give us some level-headed opinion on this. Um, Where... Well, I mean, what what would you do as a Browns GM or as a Browns fan? The thing that stood out about all this for me was you read the summing up of the judge and then that didn't match at all with the six-game ban. The summing up was pretty a horrendous indictment for what she considered to have been proven sufficiently that he'd done. And to follow that up with, so we're going to ban you for six games. Didn't they, they didn't marry up at all, and that didn't make sense. And finally, Watson came out and apologised for the harm he caused without really admitting to doing anything after the Jags game, after you, after months of um, I haven't done anything to be ashamed of, I've done nothing to apologise for. That sort of turnaround makes you just think, I don't know why you'd have touched that guy with a barge pole. That's an unfortunate euphemism to use. <laughs> yeah, but I guess, I guess that's where that's where they are now. That you can't undo what the decisions they've made, um, and I, I, I don't know. It, it all feels it just all feels murky, and you can never get far from the the truth of the matter. That is the fact that if Deshaun Watson wasn't a superstar, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, um, it wouldn't be treated completely differently. Um, and this, this is what these things always come back to. Yep. Um, and it's like the punishment depends on how good the player is. And... I think I think the biggest issue here is that all of these suits have been lodged against him way back before the start of last season. And yet it's taken the NFL this long to work through how it actually wants to approach trying to look at them and then work out what ban should be associated. Because as far as I'm as far as I'm aware you know, they had a lot of these suits, the ones that were shown to the NFL. And this is another issue is they only showed, was it eight of the 66 to the judge to make a decision on those and then didn't even bring all those people in to actually talk to them. It's been such a shit show from the NFL's administration side. And that's been part of the problem because he should, they should have got on top of this way back at the start when it all started coming together and they actually could see what was being said and made a decision because last season was effectively a lost season for him but he technically wasn't suspended he they should have been sorting out way back then he should have been suspended at that point while they worked it out and then actually worked out a punishment that applied to last season rather than having it drag into this season and potentially even into next season if you know appeals go backwards and forwards it's it's a fucking nonsense why didn't they think of that suspend him for last season oh yeah that's done crack on just sean 
Um, I'm not suggesting they do that now, by the way. You wouldn't put it past them to do that, though, would you? Well, we are going to suspend him for a season. Suspended for last season. It's like, like he's already spent a year yeah, yeah. on remand. Yeah. We'll, we'll take that off the sentence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I mean, it's it's just going to be, the, the Browns are going to be, it's the, a laughing stock aren't the right words, but you know what I mean. They'll, <laughs> they'll have that attention on them, the wrong kind of attention, <laughs> just for a different reason. They've always got that. But next, year, but next year, they're going to be damn good. Well, yeah, they might well, they might well be. Um, they won't have the draft capital um, no, because I mean, of this, but, but do they need it? But they picked. That's, pick, that's, a, hell of, that's it, a hell of a roster. That the, yeah, I mean, the last few years they've amassed a hell of a roster by doing the opposite to what they've just done, yeah, and just hoarding all these picks. Um, but yeah, here we are. Shall we before well, before we talk about any sort of football side of things properly? Um, why don't we preview some NFC teams? Um, so we, we don't kind of duplicate ourselves. I mean, with these thorough one census previews that we're doing. Um, but yeah, let's get back into that. Um, we'll start in the NFC with the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, was Double M overhyped? And so the perfect fit in Dallas. Think all their hopes rely on Dak and Lamb having exceptional years for them to be competitive. Otherwise, it's another average season. New York Giants. Make or break year in New York for both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, with both looking for big deals after this season. Can Brian Dable lead this team to a positive season? No. The Philadelphia Eagles. The addition of AJ Brown to a strong roster should elevate this offense. So while the rest of the NFC East is getting worse, I'm backing the Eagles to win the division. Washington Commanders. Loads of talent on this roster, except for one key position called the quarterback. Not sure how far they can go with Carson Wentz, but I suspect it won't be the playoffs. But it won't be a decent 2023 draft pick either. Chicago Bears. Chicago are a great example of how bad franchises stay bad. Years of poor recruitment, underinvestment in the offensive line, and taking your few good players for granted so that they want to leave. They've done it all, and they're finishing last in the NFC North. Behind, maybe, the Detroit Lions? Drafting agent Hutchinson helps out a very poor defensive unit, but the Lions should make big improvements offensively, and I expect them to be in plenty high-scoring games, certainly more competitive than last season. Green Bay Packers. I know he's already shitting on his receivers, but it would be a brave, it would take a brave man to bet against Aaron Rodgers. They do not have the talent to go all the way, but they will be plenty of good teams while 12 remains in Lambeau. Minnesota Vikings. A head coaching change should mean a playoff run for this talented roster, but is installing a 37-year-old with limited experience a good plan? Vikings fans will hope it's the next Sean McVay. Atlanta Falcons. Despite signing half of the Tennessee 2019 roster, I don't think the Falcons are going to compete, but I do think they'll be fun to watch with Arthur Smith reunited with Marcus Mariota. Carolina Panthers. Is Baker Mayfield the answer for a struggling Panthers franchise? No. <laughs> New Orleans Saints. A 
team now carried by its strong defensive unit. The struggles for New Orleans will be at quarterback, unless Jameis, a good Jameis, decides to make a more consistent appearance. They're also relying on Alvin Kamara not getting a multiple game suspension during the season. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And your 2022-23 Super Bowl champions are... The Buffalo Bills. <laughs> well, not, I'm not sure about the next one. Arizona Cardinals. A team that should contend for the NFC West title if it can overcome the six-game suspension for a shocked and confused DeAndre Hopkins drug ban. A talented roster who may struggle more down to coaching than anything else. Another six-game suspension. Um, the Los Angeles Rams. Seems the Rams are all in on that Super Bowl window, despite already just winning one. Um, the salary cap is just a myth anyway. But don't bet against the first back-to-back title in the NFL for 20-odd years. San Francisco 49ers. It's officially 3 o'clock in Santa Clara. Will he have what it takes to lead his ragtag bunch of misfits back to the playoffs? <laughs> and finally, the Seattle Seahawks. I really ain't sure a 70-year-old man should be running a football team, <laughs> let alone the country. Someone has to have a word. <laughs> Ooh, political. And I'm an, inclu- I'm an inclusive guy, but, but he's 70. But, I mean, the ageism is fine. Yeah, all, all over that. Bro, he's 70. He's I think the Ryan is a bigger issue. Slippers. Guy has been slippers on a deck chair. No, but he's he's got more energy than he's got more energy than say Mike McCarthy. Yeah, fair, 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 fair. Or even hey, Andy Reid or I He don't looks know. great. He looks great. He's seventy. I mean he's he's gonna outlive Andy Reid, Bruce Arians, um probably ninety percent of current head coaches in the NFL, I suspect. Um just by eating enough shredded wheat and doing chewing enough gum, chewing plenty of gum. <laughs> right there we go we've previewed every team should we get out of here <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Cheers>. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> well we should well before we get out of here we'll at least um answer the question that we we got i've posted on our twitter which is you know we're, we're always on on twitter posting stuff um on from long snap pod uh, but i did today um, asking what we should talk about, and Reese not did respond with a couple of actually half decent questions, uh, sort of linked. Um, he said which teams are going to improve the most from last season, and which playoff teams from last season are going to miss the postseason this time round. Um, well, we'll we'll answer them in order as as best we can, I guess. Which teams are going to improve the most from last season? Um, Craig, you're uh, you're going with the Texans, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I honestly. You know, a week ago, I would have said the Jets. It's been a tough old week for us. The injury, does it? Um, not I'm, not, I'm, less, I'm less worried about Zach. I think that losing both Zach and Mackay within the space of a week um, is a problem. We're, we're much better. Like I'll be very disappointed if we don't see that in wins. We are much better talent-wise. Just purely talent and consistency we should win many more games but I think it's the Texans I really do I think that that franchise has been in the fucking gutter for the basically last two thirds of the Bill O'Brien era I really I just outside of JJ Watt coming in and dominating for those three years 
I feel like he's he, he didn't move them forward. So I think move, that start, that fresh start is an exciting place to be. Um, I love Lovey Smith and I think that he's the type of guy that will do well with a side in that position. So, like I say, Jets will win much more games this year, 100%. No doubt about it. I'm not sure, you know, Uh-oh. it was a point. We're here again. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Here we go again. More, more, more games is four games, guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we're, the bar is not high. Um, had we had Mackay and Zach fully fit and had the whole camp together, Things might be different. Truthfully, that defense is is serious this year. But that said, this this is put us in a precarious position. I don't know how we'll bounce back from that. And their pressure's on. It's a New York team. Houston, no pressure, new start. I think it's a great time for the Texans. I, I actually, of those two, I'd flip it because I think that the Texans are are starting that upswing, and I do agree with you that they're going to be a much better team over the next few seasons. But I think that starts next year and the year after. And this is this is the start of a rebuild year for the Texans. So I think they could be two or three game win it games that with, they it win. It depends with them how their quarterback works out, really. Right, I think. right. But I think uh, if, with the Jets, there's there's a lot of talent there. They're, they're another year into the rebuild. And I actually think the Jets could be around the 500 mark at the end of the season. Whoa. <laughs> Come on. Craig's like, no, no. <laughs> no, but Craig's had so many years of being just, you know, that moment of hope at the start of the preseason and then just <laughs> done. Does, he doesn't want to get, he doesn't want to think about it. doesn't want to get hurt again. <laughs> um, other, other teams, really other teams to throw into this discussion. Um, I, I actually I, think, I actually think another uh, AFC South team um, in the Jags, I think that the Jags, they might, they're not going to make the playoffs, but I think there'll be a significant step up com- compared to the absolute shit show that, that was there last year. There's some decent well, they, talent. They, they have to. Right. Be, They've got decent uh, yeah. talent, decent head coach. I can't see why they wouldn't get six, seven wins, uh, uh, kind of a minimum there. Um, but the one team that I think will be a significant improvement, even though they're a playoff team from last year, is the Eagles. Because they sort of stumbled into the playoffs thanks to other people being shit around them. Whereas I think this year they'll get into the playoffs looking good and actually scare a few teams in the postseason. Is is Jalen Hurts all that? I think he's a decent quarterback. I think he gets unnecessarily knocked down because of the type of season he had when he first came in, when everything was just crumbling around him. Um, if you actually look at some of his stats, because I did go away and have a look a little bit on him because he was a concern for me. He's got decent stats. They're not spectacular. He's, you know, he's not going to be a top five QB, but you don't need to be a top five QB if you've got good weapons and a really, really solid defense, which they do have. Um, okay, we're saying the, the Eagles, the Texans, Craig said the Jets. Um, I, all I do agree. I don't agree with the Texans. I do agree with the Jets. Um, Mark, any any teams to add to that? Uh, I, I think the I think the Lions will be better. Um, yep. Just with their with their additions, I think Aiden Hutchinson's a massive game changer for their defense, but it's still got a lot of holes. But offensively, I think there'll be a lot of games. Um, the, the big one for me is the Broncos. Um, they were a decent team anyway, seven wins, but still last in their division. Um, but you add Russell Wilson, 
into that team, that's a massive dynamic change. Um, and he's like a big upgrade over every quarterback they've had since Manning. Um, and they've got a lot of legitimate weapons for him. Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. There's, a, there's big players there. And then the key one for me is getting Randy, Randy Gregory from Dallas. Um, pair him up. 17 QB hits and sacks last season. You pair him up with Bradley Chubb. And that's a pass rush that you're fucking scared of as well. And, and they've got one of the best secondaries in the NFL. If they weren't in that division, almost any other division, they'd probably win comfortably. Um, but they're, they're in the hardest division of football. But I think they will be right, right up there challenging to win that win that division and make a deep playoff run. I think they could be potentially very, very good. They were yeah, good anyway. I don't think they really count. Sorry. They came, they came last in their division. Yeah, but you just said it. It's the best division of football. But go on, still, still came last. I mean, you can improve from coming last. You can. Think. You can. Um, <laughs> uh, Pat, any anyone we haven't mentioned that you think we should? No, the two I had that you hadn't mentioned were the Lions and the Broncos. So Mark has uh, borrowed my thunder. Um, I think he's right. <laughs> Broncos are a legitimate worst of first candidate. Lions, I can see them finishing second in that division, but it's hard for them to get past the Vikings. There's, their division's got worse while they're getting better, I think, whereas the Broncos have got better in a division where everyone's got better so you know could go either way i just find it hard to picture the lions like just you, i can't see the standings on google or whatever i can't <laughs> see them on the nfl app. i just can't like they have they just always they're always having a losing record it doesn't stack up i still think they'll have with a that logo <laughs> next to like lots of wins but i can't just can't picture it i'm pretty sure Adam. they'll still have a losing record but i think they'll be much better than last year yeah. Adam, can can you imagine a Thanksgiving game that's actually worth watching? <laughs> no, <laughs> be David Blau again against somebody. <laughs> Probably the Bears. It's always the Bears. Um, oh, d- yeah. Uh, one one that I can't believe I'm about to say this. Um, one team that nobody's mentioned that I think will improve. I mean, they weren't bad anyway. Um, uh, it's it's. But Nate won't listen to this, will he? It's the Colts. That's <laughs> um, true. Yeah. And like massive step up. I, I know Matt, Matt Ryan seems to divide opinion. There are some that saying he's washed up. He looked awful at the Falcons in recent recent years. Uh, but he he didn't have an O line. He didn't have he didn't have anyone around him last year. I mean, People Carl, are it's fucking it. idiots. Do they no, not Matt look Ryan, at rosters? <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, seriously, I think he's a, he's such a big upgrade on what they've had the last two or three years, and they've been a quarterback away, really. And uh, maybe maybe some receivers they they could do with a couple more receivers, but they've got a stellar running game. They've got a stellar defense, and Matt Ryan is the sort of guy that doesn't necessarily need all the flashy players around him. And Last year was a bit done. of an albatross for the Colts, really, in terms of they probably didn't quite meet their expectations given the injuries. I think they're going to, I think you're spot on. A bit like the Broncos for me. I think the Colts are, they're going to be one of the top teams in, in the league like next year. And I think Matt, Matt Ryan's an absolute no brainer. Um, oh, it makes it. me sick. It, it really does. A, it's such a, <laughs> you can't see it going wrong, can you? Like, it, it will work. You, you only oh, have to percent Please tell me how. Yeah. You only have to have 85% Matt Ryan compared to his best if he's got a run game that's that strong. Because yeah. I, I was trying to think, who when was the last time the Falcons had a decent run game? And it was that, that the Bonson, playoff the run. Super Bowl run. run. Yeah. yeah. They haven't had a run game since then. And you can't you can't rely on Matt Ryan throwing the ball 40, 40 times a game to win them every week. 
I mean, he he did. He obviously had years of Julio, which kind of helps. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not. Yeah, we. It's not all him by by any means. Um, and he, yeah, I, I just think he'll he will elevate that team significantly. It might. He, he's not obviously he's not going to play for years and years. Um, although that would be about typical when they have Peyton Manning for twenty years, Andrew Luck for ten, and then Matt Ryan will play until he's fifty and win them six Super Bowls. But um, no. No, it can go wrong. It definitely can. Yeah, I think the cops are going to be crap, and I think it's going to be hilarious. But I'm in the minority. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I hope you're right. I really do. Um, they. I, I do think we don't. I mean, we only touched on it. I do think your Jags um, with the coaching change will improve. Um, the the AFC South is an unfashionable di- division. Um, actually, I don't. While I don't agree about the Texans. Um, I don't think um, it's going to be anything like as easy for the Titans as it has been the last couple of years. Yeah, I think probably Colts worry... to take it for me. Yeah, I'd agree. My worry with the Jags, though, before we move on, I guess, Pat, my worry is, do we really know the true damage of Urban Meyer? <laughs> like, it, 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 seem, it seems like his aim was to fuck it up. Like, I don't see how he didn't... His aim was to make it worse. I can't see any progress made as a well, result of Urban Meyer being there. It's like he, he fundamentally damaged what you already had. So that, that's my concern with... with yeah, but they can only get... The, the only way is up from, from Urban yeah, but Meyer. If <laughs> so. you've, but you've still got... Even if you have to work... I guess you've got a rookie QB coming in. The, what you want when a rookie QB comes in is some sort of stability, some sort of vision something that you can see yourself being a part of, to come in to an environment which was, by all accounts, chaos, right? It was a mess what this guy did. That would be my worry. How do you, has there been a clear enough turnaround? Is the new manager strong enough to bring people on board and and, and provide a clear vision? Because, because I, I, you know, I agree. On paper, there's no reason why they don't, you know, uh, you, Urban Meyer hurt you and you had talent. You've got a better team now. Really, it should only the, the only way is up. But we don't know hey, the, extent, <laughs> the extent of the damage from last year. You I, and me now. I think there's two things there. One is Pedersen is a known factor in terms of I think the players will have respect for a guy who's won a Super Bowl. And the other thing is that Meyer may have made some damaging decisions, but he ignored and didn't use players that can come in and make a difference in that team. Like the the rookies that he brought in that just didn't seem to fit with what he wanted to do. So he just ignored them. I, I, I think the biggest issue is, is Balka still there in terms of, is he really drafting and bringing in players for what Pedersen wants, or is he just bringing in players that he likes? There's a weird groundswell of support for Balky, which I'm not on board with. It puts me at odds <laughs> with a lot of Jags fans, but it's fine. They'll um, come around. That stems from them being desperate for it to all be okay. And we see this pretty much every off-season, where it's like, if you're a dissenting voice pointing out genuine issues, people jump all over you and just say, no, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. We need it to be great. Stop telling us it's not going to be great. The um, Hall of Fame game, we looked dreadful. That was very backups. The first, second preseason game against the Browns, the first team looked good. Everyone else, pretty mediocre with the odd single standout player, but certainly not enough to uh, be competitive and 
ship like 24 unanswered points in the third to second, third, fourth quarters. So without any injuries, we should be a four to six win team. When does a season ever have no injuries? I think that the legacy of Meyer's damage is um, having to overpay massively in free agency for people to come into an organisation which is seen as kind of toxic in the background and it's hard to perform at your best because of the coaching staff that's around that and that's not just Urban that's the second coming of Coughlin left that sort of taint as well I think so hopefully having Pedersen around will heal that to an extent and the uh, Jacksonville premium won't won't last for for a long term but we'll see how that goes. Unfortunately it will always be the case that the likes of the Jags have to pay more to get the same player in free agency than say the Packers or the, the Cowboys or whoever. And that's just, that's just a, an unfortunate fact of, of a small market team. Well, it's until you're successful, right? Once you're successful. Well, yeah, you yeah, but it, it, it take, I think that, it takes. You've got to have two or three term. years. Yeah, Cause yeah, I've seen that, that other than with Harbour and, and now with Shanahan and even the first couple of years with Shanahan, we've had to pay massively over the odds for free agents, particularly in the really shitty years. So I don't know that it's a franchise thing. I think it's a success thing. Players don't want to go somewhere where they don't have a chance unless you're going to pay them a shit ton of money to be there, which is fair. I suppose, I suppose one thing, one thing breathes the other as well. Um, yeah. All right. So other part of, well, not other part of the question, other question, um, which playoff teams from last season are going to miss out this time round now? Obviously, one, what, one some, really someone here, so, someone here is going to probably name a team that wasn't in the playoffs last year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that will happen at some point. I have cheated and I've got the list in front of me. You mean I, someone, someone who doesn't pay attention to the rules? <laughs> um, Bro, that's your second shot, mate. You're <laughs> fucking I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say your name, Craig. No, <laughs> well, we all knew. As, that, you're on thin fucking ice with your shit haircut. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Shots I think there's a really, really obvious answer here. And um, and Adam, I was surprised a little earlier on by your uh, your preview of them as someone who's trending in the right direction. For me, this is the New England Patriots all day long and twice on Wednesday. Um, they are um, it, it, yes, it's the second season for Mac Jones. It's a that's the, that's the narrative, isn't it? Um, but they've got they, they're throwing the ball to Devonte Parker, who's their main weapon. They don't really have like someone who I consider to be a, a brilliant running back. The key thing they've lost Josh McDaniels, um, who's gone to the Raiders. And at the minute they're doing this weird mashup thing where they've got Matt Patricia back, who is the offensive play caller currently. And he's kind of um, like halving the role with, someone else who was like the cornerbacks coach or something last year it's just weird weird decisions that that Belichick is making there at the moment I get the narrative that it's still this Bill Belichick team but I think that shine is coming off I'm afraid and I, mean, I hope I hope you're right I don't don't get me wrong I don't think they're winning the division or maybe even making the playoffs or any of that nonsense I just think we've seen this before and you just you you know what you know what he does that evil genius I, just, I know, I just can't I know see logically it. he doesn't I, have the pits. There but has to be a something. point where the talent can't do it. 
and I don't think they've got the talent now. They don't have now their mainstay. That's what he wants us to think. He wants the world. <laughs> yeah, come on. Hang on a second, Mark. You're saying Josh McDaniels is in Vegas for now. The season hasn't started yet, mate. <laughs> no, that's, a <laughs> that's true. That's a fair point. Um, I, I just can't, I can't see it. And if if they don't sort out the offensive coordinator um, situation, they haven't got a very talented roster. They're worse um, personnel wise than they were last year, even. I don't think they're anywhere near the playoffs. Pat, who's your who's your pick for someone who's going to slide back out? I picked two out. I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to struggle this season on the basis of suspensions. You know, they historically end slowly. They're going to start slowly because they're missing pieces. And I think the Steelers might struggle. Uh, with the yeah, quarterback yeah. change, it's a that, rebuild that's season. The, that's the answer, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I'll give I'll give you another one that might not be universally popular in this company. Um, San Francisco 49ers. Now, Go I don't on. I don't think I don't think they've. I'm not saying that I think the 49ers are suddenly going to become a bad team overnight. I just think it might be a bit of a transition year for them. You know, they have to they have to get Trey Lance up to speed, and I mean they still haven't dealt with with Jimmy G. And which they need to, um, but if if there's a if there's a season of kind of not sure quite which way they're going, um, it might just be. And I don't mean it's it's a dramatic step back. I mean maybe it's one step backwards and two steps forward next year for them. I I don't think it's unreasonable to think that we just don't know what to expect from Trey yet. But everything I've seen so far in preseason suggests he'll be he'll be effective in a different way to Jimmy G he won't necessarily have the same level of efficiency but he stretches the field and he can do things that Jimmy couldn't do but he's a rookie effectively because you know basically redshirted last year and he'll have ups and downs so I don't disagree with you but I think that it'll depend on when he has the ups and downs and how quickly he learns and I think the the range of outcomes is much higher with him having his first full season as a starter, you just don't know whether it's down here or all the way up here, and either are possible. I, I'm expecting Trey Lance to be bloody brilliant this year. Uh, from what I've seen and what I've seen read, um, I'm expecting huge things from him. I, I think the 49ers comfortably make the playoffs. As much of that will be to do with the fact that there's probably, similar to our season, there's not as many really strong NFC teams. That There's four clear division winners who we could probably I would imagine we would probably all protect the same four if we were to do it now um, but I think comfortably the 49ers are one of the three best after that the problem is the strength of the NFC is our division uh, well I think one of them I think one of them the Cardinals as, as Pat said I think they may struggle a little bit especially with Hopkins out for the first half of the season yeah. um, I, uh, after that <laughs> Cowboys maybe um, yeah. But I, I think it's I think you're you're comfortably in. It's more about the, the schedule than anything because we have to play the NFC West six times and we play the AFC West as well. So there's there's <laughs> it is quite a tough schedule that we've got this year. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, maybe. And, just, and don't get me wrong, I'm very I, excited I for this I, season. I think Trey Lance might be very yeah. good. I'm just trying to temper. Well, that's because you've heard that he's the next coming of Josh Allen, and you couldn't say anything else having heard. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Either that, or you've been seduced by 
tweets of clips from training camp. Oh, that's a nice looking conviction. A nice spiral in the air. He's up, he's had up. Next. He's had up ups and downs. He's had days where he basically couldn't do anything but throw interceptions. But then one of Jimmy G's playoff run years, he threw five interceptions in one session and everyone said that he was done. Um, so, you know, it's it's I'm trying not to get too excited until I see a handful of games and then maybe I'll get really excited. But until then, I'm tempering things a little bit. So I see where you're coming from, Adam. I like I the way you say it that. Will... It's it's taken as read that the handful of games will be brilliant. Until I've seen that. <laughs> until I've seen our first those first five or six wins easily. Yeah, until I've seen that first two drives where he throws a fifty yard strike for a touchdown and then that'll be it. <laughs> That's it. We're winning like the Mark, I'll be like Mark with uh, with Josh Allen. <laughs> Craig, who have you got who have you got slipping out of the playoffs? Buffalo yeah, no, maybe? <laughs> I wish they're, they're going to be very good. Um, was it was it Doug who was on the last time he was on? He was talking about how the Bills weren't that good. <laughs> Probably literally nonsense. Literally nonsense. Um, I, he I, just I, think I, everything's not that good. If they, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think uh, uh, Mark Mark mentioned it just now. I think it's obviously the Cowboys. Um, I alluded to it in in my um, uh, season preview. I think there's big problems in Mike McCarthy. I think we probably gave him the benefit of the doubt um, due to everyone's knowledge that Aaron Rodgers is a bit of a see you next Tuesday. And he... <laughs> oh, we lost Craig. Oh, we've lost Craig in the middle of. Oh, Mike McCarthy was listening in. Can I can I carry on that point? Because I was. Oh no, he's back. He's back. Oh, he's back. Sorry, yeah, I don't need no. to make his point for him because yeah, I had mate, the Cowboys um... as well. Uh, so I think that, yeah, I think um, we probably gave Mike McCarthy credit for having to deal with the diva that is Aaron Rodgers for so long. But in the cold light of day, when you look at the talent that was on that Dallas team last year, and you consider the fact that Aaron Rodgers only won one Super Bowl, and we have this idea that Rodgers has never had receivers, which is actually not true. Randall Cobb in his prime, Jordan Nelson in his prime. Like he's had options. Uh Lewis when he could play. Like he's had options. And he's only won one Super Bowl. And maybe it wasn't just the fact that he was a pouty diva. Maybe his coach went up to it. And that was why he was always in beef with him. I do think there's huge I expected the Cowboys to be a top, top team once getting McCarthy. And it hasn't worked out I think the playoff game yes it is the play um playoffs pre-season game yes pre-season but you've got to put a big uh, a good step forward you're a big market team there is a different pressure I am really down on the Cowboys yeah I am as well uh they've lost some really big pieces as well losing Amari Cooper losing Lyle Collins losing Randy Gregory Gallup's coming back from an ACL his his top target is still CD Lamb, which you know, great. CD's clearly incredibly talented, but all of a sudden he's now getting all of that attention that was previously spread across a lot of other receivers. Um, I just I just don't know that they'll have enough this year with what they've lost, and also they had a defense that was really reliant on turnovers, and typically turnovers reduce back to you know towards the mean. After a season, they, the defences don't tend to have that same level a second season along. So I just, I think they're going to really, there's going to be, 
a big reduction in production there and i can see them dropping below 500 next year i just am not impressed with how they've gone about things and i think also you know you've got you've got trevon Diggs there who was a rock star getting turnovers last year but he got burned a lot and i think teams will just look at how he got burned and pick on him I can see them dropping below 500 and still finishing second because the Giants and Washington look like shit shows. Agreed. They're also, I think, they're also massively hamstrung by their their running back having probably the worst contract in in the NFL at the minute. This like Zeke Elliott is what statistically the 25th best running back in the league. He's, he's the second best running back on that roster, and yet he's taking up the money cap space that that he takes up. It's um yeah they've got an awful lot of issues. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh Good. Well. <laughs> uh, the other team that I really wish I could say but I don't believe it is Green Bay. Uh, well, do you know what? Uh, it's <laughs> it's. I was wondering if somebody somebody was going to say the Packers. Um, also the Titans, by the way. Um, but the two number one seeds from a year ago. Um, it's not inconceivable for either. I think um to fall away. Um, I was looking at, like quarterback rankings and there's always still it's still Brady and Rogers like two and three three and four or whatever and I just think there's going to come a point where they're they're not they're not up there anymore there has to um I I don't know like yeah Aaron Rodgers is probably the in the top 10 um but is he still number three in the NFL or whatever that he's perceived as um, there's there's going to come a point where it slips. Um, around him, they're probably not as good as you've alluded to. I, I, I don't know. I, I, they're surely probably still a playoff team, but it's not inconceivable that they they fall away. He has the ability to frighten people into maybe not playing their best games because they're too scared of him, when actually if they just play, went in and played like they'd normally play, they might come away with a win. If that team's in the AFC West, I think they'd be struggle to make the playoffs. The fact Agreed. is that yeah. they're in the division yeah. that they're in, they're, they're probably winning it comfortably. But, but that said, he walks into 90% of the NFL team's starting quarterback role tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just how long he's got left of being elite. And I think there are there are signs that it's it's declining a bit. The thing that impresses me still about him is what he's doing with the weapons that he's got around him. Whereas Brady was on the decline, and they've handed him arguably the best receiving core in the league. Whereas Aaron Rodgers has got journeymen and no one to throw the ball to at the minute, and he's still like going thirteen and three. And How- from a and from a very technical standpoint, don't get me wrong. When we watch Brady, you can clearly see uh, between the years he is. Well, that's that's it. Yeah. But you look at Aaron Rodgers; he's still got fantastic footwork. He's still in great shape. Like he can still get you ten yards. The uh, the guy's fucking sick. He's a dick, but (laughs) he is sick. That applies to a lot of people. (laughs) The thing, the thing with the Bucks is. How have they managed to yet again keep that roster together? I don't know. It's some cap magic going on there where there's players are going to get paid a stupid amount for about 20 years after they've retired. Players must... will do anything to play with Brady. They think they've got that. That's their shot at a ring. Um, look at like Julio, someone like that. Like it, he's he's probably washed up, but 
that's his. Oh, let's let's go for one final. Yeah, you're oh. sounding a little bit bitter when you're talking about <laughs> a couple of these ex Titans receivers. Man, just throwing shade at Julio and AJ Brown last year. I haven't thrown any shade at AJ Brown today, except his tweeting. I was going to say this when we were talking about Matt Ryan, but the moment was passed. The phrase is washed, right? Not washed up. That's what you do to dishes. All right, Pat. Sorry. (laughs) Under 35. Under 35, strictly. (laughs) I feel seen. Is that the right word? Sore? I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Do you know know what still annoys you? Going back to the Bucks, do you know what still annoys me? He'd, he'd gone. He'd gone away. <laughs> oh, oh no. yeah, that was a good couple of days, wasn't it? He'd gone away, and and now remember like, he threw I, that he threw that happy. pick six to Logan Ryan and dumped them out of the playoffs, and that was the end of his career. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, I was I was happy. That was you know I was content that he'd gone away for good finally, and the Bucks were about to completely implode, and uh, and then he decided to come back and just ruined it. The TV man. Tuberculosis. <laughs> that sticks around as well. <laughs> uh, is that the first time we've compared? Probably not. To be honest, I think it's going. I think it's going to be interesting with them a little bit. With Sue and um, JPP have gone, and they're older, but they're experienced guys. Um, I, I, I don't think that they're as as given a like definitely going to win the Super Bowl. Um, I think they'll make the playoffs, but I'm, I don't think they'll win it. No. Who, who is Mark? I mean, you don't even need to ask me. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um, Pat, who's who? Who's uh, who is it going to be? Oh, that's a good question. I don't Probably not an unusual question. Season <laughs> <laughs> preview. Hadn't thought about this couple. Let's not have it. Let's not go there. I'll tell you what. Instead, we'll just finish with who's picking number one overall next year. Start there, Pat. Falcons. Falcon. Okay. Falcon. Okay. Rich. Texans. Mark. Bears. Craig. I don't think Hutchinson's enough. I think Lions. Oh. Oh, that's harsh. Ahead of the Seahawks, they've got nothing. <laughs> I'm going New York Giants. Ooh, can I change my answer to the Seahawks? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love, you would love that. You would love that. All right. Um, any other NFL business? No. Good. Yeah. I'm sure there's some massive story that none of us can think of, but <laughs> five minutes, five minutes after we finished, it'll be on WhatsApp that we'll remember it. But you know, never mind. <laughs> all right any other business then um it's been a while mark what's been going on sorry everyone i'm going to talk about manchester united um <laughs> you just it, ruined it, craig's night yeah no i i want it i need to vent as well so i'm just it's, gonna jump on this and i get my own Perfect. it's <laughs> it's um it's a fucking shit show at the minute and the thing I wasn't going to talk about it, but the thing that's prompted me to talk about it tonight is that there's a, an awful lot of, um, of reports coming out from quite a few credible sources at the minute that there is a possibility that the Glazers um, are prepared to, if not sell to Elon Musk. No, 
sell to um, anyone who is potentially interested, one of which who has thrown his name into the ring. Michael Knighton? Is no, is uh, Sir Jim Ratcliffe, who, the owner of Ineos, Britain's wealthiest man and ma- lifelong Manchester United fan. Um, it, I think that if ever there has been an opportunity, there's never been such a good opportunity to get the Glazers at the club. They're devaluing their, their asset that they have with the football club every day. It's become a toxic place to work. And I think if they if they hang around, I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility that Manchester United are at least in a relegation battle based on not the talent, but the, the attitude and the culture and the toxicity that there is at that club at the minute. Um, as someone who grew up with United in the late 80s and 90s, it's, it's devastating to see what they've become. I don't think it's good for the league. Um, the, the other top teams want a competitive Manchester United in there um, because it makes the league better. Um, it's they the Glazer family have to sell the football club and they have to do it as soon as as soon as possible. Um, and I just hope that Sir Jim comes and saves us as quickly as possible. I've got a piggyback. Uh, they ain't selling. It's like saying. Hey, give away money, and these people don't do that, so they ain't selling. Well, um, it's there's a lot if, of there's a lot of very, well, very reports that have come so, out and said that they are at least prepared to sell a minority, a minority stake, stake exactly, with a view yeah. to a full sale. Never gonna happen. It is a we are such a cash cow, especially if we have some success. Unfortunately, I truly believe until he dies, I don't see us being able to get rid of him. But I would welcome. A minority stake with somebody who has some sort of allegiance and affinity to not only Manchester United but football. I just want to very briefly add, my son is now 13. He was born in 2009. He could probably understand Mass football. Check out. Cheers. Uh, <laughs> he, he could probably, you know, probably involved in football by about 2012. Oh, he's frozen again. Oh. <laughs> That's an expression as well, isn't it? Isn't <laughs> someone yeah. someone snapped that quickly. hundred oh, percent of the fury. All he's ever experienced is a fucking terrible, terrible Manchester United team. Yeah. And all he's ever heard about is how great this United, Man United have been. Yeah. Whole life. Yeah. And we've been shit. Yeah. And it is not good enough. And those boys owe us an apology. I spend about £1,000 a year going to and from Man United or buying kits more than over a thousand pounds a year supporting that fucking club yeah. who do the absolute bare minimum for those of us who have supported. You want to get yourself down Staines Town, it's cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> to, to add to what Craig is saying, my, my son is 10 in much the same way. He obviously doesn't have a choice who he supports, but Thanks. he has um, all he's known is us to be shit. And after after the um, the Brighton game, he asked me if he could support somebody else. It, <laughs> bro- it broke my heart that he came up to me Sorry, in, in, t- in tears saying, can I support somebody else? And we've chatted about it. He knows that that's not an option. <laughs> that's not how supporting works. So. Yeah. <laughs> but Chippenham it's, it's, Town. 
it's hard to justify to a 10 year old who's known nothing other than his team be an absolute shower that you know it's supporting a team is meant to be fun and is it like, Stephen is not results FYI it's not results it's not just results sorry carry on Stephen Ishborough would beat Manchester United at the minute it's a big shout I can't imagine what it's like to support a team that's lost this season. That must be really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I have Stevenage as one of my little follow teams on my scores app, and uh, I'm loving their results this season. It's good. I like I like Happy Pat. Yeah, it's 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 been very nice. It's been very nice. I think we're in danger of the Premier League becoming like the Scottish League. I thought you meant you're in danger of making the Premier League for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to segue, but I got interrupted. We've got Sorry. two sides at the top who smash everyone. And then a bunch of other people who people stop caring about. And it it just, that lack of competitiveness at the top end makes it a less interesting division to watch. And I agree. As someone with no real horse in that race, I don't care that much anymore. I watch Match of the Day when there's nothing else on, but I don't follow it as closely as the league NFL. is better. The league is better. Fine that Manchester City and Liverpool are as good as they are. You know, fair play to them, especially Liverpool. They've done it in the right way. They haven't just got oil billions that's come in and made them a big football club. So I respect them for that. But the the fact is, the money the, the money's in the game that it's there. Um, but the league is better when Chelsea are good, when Arsenal are good, when they, when the top two teams are good at the minute, when United are good, and even when the like the three or four below that are good, no one benefits from United being as, as shit as they are at the moment. And um, and that's purely because to the owners of the club, signing players and making the team better hurts them. They, they lose money by doing that. And while there is no commercial interest in them making the team better, why are they interested in doing it? Until there is someone who cares about the footballing side of the club in charge of the club, it's it's only going one way. And that's why I think, especially with things like TeamViewer, who've pulled out of their commercial deal after a year because it's lost, it's knocked so much money off their share price. Embarrassing. Um, I mean, that was an embarrassing sponsor to have as well, to be fair. You're better off out of it. Well, it, correct. <laughs> but whilst whilst that's what it needs... You need to much, go back to Sharp. Yeah, I'd, you know, I would not, ha- love work. that. I'd be delighted with Lee that. Lee Sharp, and Sharp, The black Sharp Viewcam kit, Absolutely. Um, but until a lot, and, and, and that's the only benefit, because they don't care about, like, you can protest at the stadium and you can not go to the game. That doesn't make any difference because the match-going fans are an annoyance to the Glazers. They don't care. That's not where the money is. What they need to do is it needs to become, and this is the way it's going, I think, it, it's such a toxic brand now that commercial partners will be pulling out. And when it starts to hit them there, that's why I think they're interested in selling. Because it, the brand now is is becoming, no one wants to be involved in it. Players don't want to go there because it's so toxic. Brands don't want to be associated with it anymore. And when it that's when it hurts them. As a fan of a club that struggled to stay in the 92 quite a lot in recent years, it makes me laugh to hear people describe, oh, we're 6 to 8, it's terrible, 6 to 8 in the whole country. And I know it's big and it's different levels, but everything's, heart doesn't everything's relative, though. It's it's what your expectations are. Um, as much as as much as I would love to laugh at Man United and have done over the last couple of seasons. How's your star you guys, striker getting on, Rich? You guys, oh, brilliantly, he's gonna have a really nice rest. Um, <laughs> the, uh, you guys are right. Like it's much more fun when 
you know, Liverpool, Man United is you go in with that, like, not in your stomach because you're like, no one knows what's going to happen. Yeah. The tight games, they're ferocious games. That hasn't been the case for years now, and it's no. not as much fun. And the thing that really struck me this offseason, I've said it for a while, is that Man United have bought, bought names because it sells them shirts rather than correct. buying players 100 that, that will fit a system that's correct for yeah. the way the manager wants to earn. Is the whole nonsense with the the Dutch guy, Dutch midfielder from Barcelona, and when you didn't get him, you tried to buy on Altovich, and then the Man United fans were up in arms about that, so they realised that was a bad move commercially and pulled out. It's like... All of this is just, it's an attempt at commercial decisions first rather than footballing decisions. And yeah, no plan. And it feels like, it reminds me of when we bought, um, ah, what's his name? Um, Why Always Me? Um, Balotelli. Balotelli. Where we were just like, oh, we can't get this guy, we can't get this guy, panic and bought him. It feels like that is where Man United are at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, at the risk there's... at the risk of trying to move on from this, <laughs> um, just say Dennis Irwin, they'll be happy, and we can move on. Oh, <laughs> um, Craig, what's your any other business? I hope it's something different. Uh, ish, <laughs> I'm going to do two. Um, firstly, I don't know if anybody's watched um, the Arsenal All or Nothing. Uh, I got like a lot of uh, which is it? Like, which is it? Those, those spoilers. <laughs> Good. Uh, so I got like loads of messages in advance of no when, when it dropped, basically saying like Arteta is mad cringe or whatever. Um, and so I watched it, looking to take the piss out of Arsenal fans because I needed a pick me up. And uh, <laughs> having watched it, I can't say that's the case at all. Like given how Arsenal fans go on about their ownership, from what. At least, you know, it's a show. There's no two ways about Arsenal having some sort of influence over what's presented. You look at how they manage the Ober thing, the relationship between the manager and the director of football, and how the owners and the directors are involved in the operation. It, it embarrasses Manchester United in all sorts of ways. It's just so, it's so heartbreaking to see my club, a leader in the way of running football, fall so far from grace it's glad to see we've moved on from that discussion (laughs) i I, I did specifically um i want to spend the 10 minutes we spent already on it um but to see the likes of arsenal and liverpool doing football club better than manchester united while our stadium falls around my fucking ears and i in 2021 have to wait 20 minutes to get a beer is a disgrace it's a disgrace and they have cheated us they've cheated us who have spent so much fucking money on that club anyway the other bit is uh, adam inspired uh aob uh driving inspired today uh no not today yesterday about half eight it's quiet many many parking spaces somebody decided to park on the line in between two spaces. So <laughs> I then realised we've taken the two spaces and she's coming out of the car. Had it not been a woman, I would have kicked off. What a prick. Why do that? There's so much space. You're just being a dick. I parked on two spaces. You know you've done it. Don't give a shit. Fuck everyone else. Problem with society today. Madam, in the Toyota Yaris, 
you're a cunt. <laughs> the fact that she's done that in a Yaris as well, which is fucking small the enough. Smallest well fucking car ever. You could fit two of them in a single space. <laughs> literally, <laughs> mate. Disgrace. These people. Why did, why did the fact that it was a woman stop you having a go at her? Bro, uh, I know you might not get this, but black man arguing <laughs> with white woman doesn't always go down the best. <laughs> Fair enough. You know where it doesn't take 20 minutes to get a beer? Stainstown. <laughs> Touche. Nor does it at Castle and Athletic, which is where me and my son go more regularly. Oh, that's good. That's, that sounds better. Um, better than Stains. Anyway. <laughs> Pat, any other business? I figured we'd be talking about... Um, what's the word? Injustice tonight. Can't believe I forgot the word injustice. That's embarrassing. So I thought I'd give you a little tale from my own home life of. Uh, I think it's injustice. unjustice, isn't it? One of them. One of them. Right. So backstory: our alarm goes off at half six. I get up. I make our lunches for work. I make our breakfast. The missus comes down about seven. On this morning, she came down about seven with an armful of washing as I was putting the toast on the table. I sit down, take my first spoonful of cereal, and I can hear her searching the cupboards for something. And you know. I don't know whether it's the same for you, but my missus has two ways of searching. There's like normal, where you just open them doors and moving stuff quietly. And then there's searching for something that she thinks you've not put back in the right place, which involves slamming cupboard doors and smashing pans about to make it very clear it's your fucking fault that she's still looking for something. I think we're anyway. all familiar with this. So yeah, so that happened. I'm halfway through my first spoonful of cereal and she shouts through from the kitchen, what did you do with the washing liquid ball? Note the terminology there. Not, do you know where it is? Not, where did you put it? What did you do with it? <laughs> so I got up and I searched the front room, looking under the sofas and stuff. And then I thought, well, maybe it's still in the washing that's hanging on the line. So I put the washing that was dry away and I found it in the sleeve of one of the jumpers. And as I was putting the washing away, I thought, I wasn't even in the room when this was hung up, I was upstairs mm-hmm. doing a podcast with Nate and Jay. I've got an alibi. I've got two alibis, and it's on record. So when she came back out of the kitchen and sat down to start eating her toast, I just said, eh, you know, I don't think I was even in the room when this got hung up. To give there's, her a chance, you know, to apologise and get well, out there's of There's no way you win that. I'm, I'm just preempting this. There's no way you come out of this on top. You're quite right. So to, <laughs> in acknowledgement of that, she went... Mm. And I waited for a couple of minutes and I was fucking fuming. And I was like, do you know what? I definitely wasn't in the room when that got hung up because I was doing a podcast with Nate and Jay. That got silence. I, it was like no one else was in the room. And I don't think I got spoken to again until the next morning. And it's like, oh, you must have forgotten about it now. I haven't forgotten. I was right. <laughs> yeah, but you, you were doing a podcast instead of being helpful and hanging out the washing. That's what that says. <laughs> yeah. that, that was I was that was far too familiar i think for i know us. i know <laughs> everything everything about that not craig because rachel does everything but other than that it, was... <laughs> it, it does make it you know less painful to know that other people have been there <laughs> many times rach go and get the washing machine ball love Go and get Back it. You know, where's what? the, the fucking washing machine ball? 
washing machine ball. I don't think I've said that sentence in my life. <laughs> Does I it, have a, it must have a name what, better than that. What happens is I put clothes in the big basket and then a fairy comes and then it's folded and in my wardrobe. That's what happens. <laughs> is that what Actually. it's called, an aerialator? I think the, the aerial did one, didn't they? And it was just you put stuff in it and then it sloshes around. Okay. God, if anyone's made it this far, we're so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I did There's not two... expect to talk about aerial lasers. <laughs> There's two to go as well. Um... I'm, I'm not that sorry. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm loving this. Um, I'll, go, I'll I'll dip in next, and oh, this is this is a minor one. Human nature. So I, I had a day off on Monday, and just just me and the two kids. We had a bit of a day out. Went to Shepworth wildlife park and then we went for a game of crazy golf just around the corner from there and it's a sort of dinosaur themed crazy golf course and so just me a 10 year 11 year old son six year old daughter three of us um go in and pay get our golf balls and putters go on the first tee it's quite busy so we're about to wait for a sort of family of five or six in front of us to finish the first hole. They finish. I put my, my ball on the tee. Uh, my daughter's sort of standing around on the wall behind me, messing about, um, wheeling her putter around, swinging it around. She sort of trips off the wall. I didn't really see because she's sort of behind me, but caught me completely unawares. Um, a golf club at high speed in the <laughs> side of my face. <laughs> um, and this... It hasn't done any significant damage. I've got this sort of bruise on my neck, um, but it it gave me a bit of a shock. Uh, ah, um, end up so not the blow of the thing flooring me. End up end up just sort of taking a breath, sitting on the floor, and um, in some quite obvious discomfort to anybody around. And there are some people around. There's another family of sort of five or six that were waiting behind us um, to L- tee off, laughing their heads off. No, no. <laughs> Not laughing their heads off, not giving any any sort of concern about my well-being, given the fact it's just two children with me. Um, but the, the only time they started to interact was moments later when, should we just go ahead of you? Oh. <laughs> Can we play through? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I've just been hit in the head with a golf club. But, you know, I'm sorry, sorry to keep you. Um, you, you don't you go ahead. Oh, that's uh, uh, <laughs> just Good. just the perfect day off. Shepworth Wildlife Park was nice. Thanks. Got yeah. love a bit of crazy golf. <laughs> it was fine. Other than that, it was all it was it was all good. And um, other than them waiting on every single hole for those said people to to finish, <laughs> but such is <laughs> life. Uh, Rich, we're finally nearly there. Um, take us home. I, I didn't really have one. And then Craig mentioned waiting 20 minutes for a beer. And that reminded me of a hilarious thing that I found out about uh, Brewdog do their AGM every year, which isn't really an AGM because they don't really have shareholders because it's all about trying to rip people off for money. Anyway, I got suckered in and am a Brewdog shareholder-ish, if you can call it that. Um Disgusting. So this AGM, this AGM they do every year is designed to be basically a, a bit of a, you know, celebration. People go up there, go to their brewery, have some beers, listen to some music, have them tell them how well the business is doing, all this kind of stuff. This year, I think they held it in a different venue because they wanted to expand it. And it turns out they got the organization wasn't great. 
So there were people basically waiting 45 minutes to an hour just to get in and half an hour to get beers. So the upshot of this is that Brew, uh, Brewdog cannot actually organize <laughs> a piss up in their own brewery. <laughs> Excellent. <Incredible>. Excellent. <laughs> That's as good a place to end as any. Let's get out of here. It's been good to be back. Um, we'll, we'll probably do this most weeks during the season, if not every week. You never know. That's the plan. Uh, yes, but, please. Yeah, bring it on. No promises. No. <laughs> this might be our last ever podcast. You do, <laughs> can't, no way of knowing. There's every chance. Oh, I, <laughs> I hope not. Um, even if, if, yeah. No, let's. I'm pretty sure this won't be our last ever podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we will be back sometime very, very soon. It's nearly here. Um, it's nearly here. Fancy drafts and stuff are happening, but we don't care about that. Football season soon. Show in some cases. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, let's get out of here. Um, yeah, catch you again very soon. Go well. Good to be back. Enjoy your uh, the noise of Adam being hurt whilst hitting the neck with a golf club was one of your most accidental partridge moments of the podcast <laughs> for a while. <laughs> <laughs>